Taca, please. Hello and welcome to Indica's episode number 228. I'm your host, Aditya, and along with me, I have Abhishek. Hello, everyone, and we are back as we promised. And today we've got a rather sizable list of topics. So how do you, how do you want to start? The, we were just talking before the before we press the recording button. Is that the odd listing is just like our DD news used to be. We are going to go with the sad topics first, and then raise the tempo up with a little bit of you know dramatic news, and then end on a finer note with sports news this time. Do you remember? I see. Oh, that, right? Yes. Yes. Sports page was always the last, but exceptional events ke time pe front page pe aate the, but I know that is that only started happening when what was your first sporting photo that you remember on the front page? I think it was 1996 World Cup semi-finals. Jadeja was on the front page, I think. And when we had beaten Pakistan in the quarterfinals. That one. The one thing that I can remember, photo was the entire Reliance Cup. Ravi Shastri had won the Mercedes-Benz. And everyone Audi, on the Indian Audi. Audi, yeah. Everyone was sitting on the Audi and that was the front picture. Because, wow, you know. He was a man of the match. Oh, you the, remember that? Say, yeah. What? You've been following cricket since you were what five? It was now that you bring it up. When, when did when did Ravi Shastri win there? Or probably I just picked up the newspaper back then. And I don't know for some reason that is what I remember. And the story was the entire cricket uh, team sat on that Audi for that lap of honor or the drive of honor, and I think it was it was dented by the end of it. Yes, and it was in 1985, by the way. It was in okay. 1985. Yeah, it is known as India's most famous Audi. You know, it is on display also in India. <laughs> you you want to get get started with the yes topics that we had planned for? Okay, let's get yes. started with. Oh, it's it's sad news. Dilip Kumar or aka Yusuf Khan passed away on July 7th. Dilip Saab, known to the Bollywood fraternity. I have to confess, apart from movies like Saudagar. when dilip kumar was way past his prime i haven't watched uh, any but some of the scenes that i remember watching on youtube as well as uh, when my dad used to watch those movies he was phenomenal and i didn't know that back then if you if you look at some of his clips aditya on youtube he was genuinely a good actor i mean not among those who was like melodramatic you know that kind he was a brilliant actor and he didn't do too many films over 50 years i think Ah, 65, 60, 60, 60, yeah, there you go, right? Yeah, which is clearly not a lot of films, given at the rate at which films are currently being made. But back then, it was still, still a lot, right? But yes, originally, as I said, he was born in Peshawar, now in Pakistan, in 1922. He took on, like many of his Muslim contemporaries, he took on a Hindu name when he joined the Hindi film industry, and. as such he is known as dilip kumar since then i was married to saira uh, saira bano and interestingly dilip kumar refused to work with saira bano saying that she is too young for him to play his quote unquote heroine and it's not a good match but later on apparently something <laughs> happened in, in one moment he saw her in a different light when when she was wearing a sari and they actually got married after that so yeah, huh? 22 years younger In 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 Bollywood superstars, 
continue to play heroes today with 56 and then they romance 22 year old heroines as long as you can pull it off everything is fair in the movies sabka professional career aisa badhte jana right even like we were talking about virat kohli right we have, we, we said that he is going to play well into his 40 because of fitness and medical and all yeah. this sort of thing same thing here with the bollywood as well amir khan is still playing the same hero kind of role sharukh khan to abhi bhi wahi kar raha hai haath hila ke true But, but this guy was a serious actor ha huh? dilip kumar was a serious actor he had studied the works of ingrid bergman and james stewart these were all his contemporaries at at the style and even satyajit ray uh, said that quote the ultimate method actor and in fact so much so that uh, he was suffered from depression for a while and his psychiatrist or therapist at the time suggested that he take on some lighter roles because of the kind of acting that he used to be he was known as a tragedy king after all yes so he then took on a few roles where he didn't have to sob or sit there with a bottle drinking and, alcohol as he did in devdas and has the same number of best actor wins of film fair awards for best actor as sharukh khan or rather sharukh khan has as many as he does at the peak of his career he had won 3 in a row and that was his fourth award so he is is brilliant and one shairi that was doing the rounds on whatsapp was this okay let me see if i can do justice and say this without fumbling Uh, I'm reading it out. दफन करने से पहले नब्ज जांच लेना जरा उम्दा अदाकार था किरदार में ना हो कहीं He was uh, he he was really good. In fact, you know, we've seen Shah Rukh's Devdas. I don't know if you've seen Dilip Kumar's. I haven't, but there is a dialogue, very famous dialogue, which says where he says, "Kon kambakat bardash karne ke liye pita hai." That that one. You should look how oh, Dilip Kumar does it. Oh, oh it yeah. is it is goosebumps. I mean, yeah, he's. brilliant brilliant uh, acting kaun kambakh hai jo bardasht karne ke liye peeta hai main to peeta hu ki bas haans le sakun aur aisi jagah se uthkar jaane ki taaqat nahi hai na there you go and then the one that i remember of course was mughle azam Oh right. yes of course Mughal Azam mein Saleem <laughs> Saleem kaun tha Dilip Kumar was a Saleem I was watching Mughal Azam with a Parsi friend of mine uh, on a laptop and he was a big Mughal Azam fan so when Prithviraj Kapoor said Saleem I started to laugh because it looked like a parody you know meme rather than aisa kaun baat karta to he was offended wala tu kya kar raha hai yaar serious movie hai tu aisa hasne ka nahi main baat kar raha hai movie tu aisa dikhega tu that movie took 16 years dude and it was a super hit before shole after shole is what bollywood is and for some people it's before moghle azam after moghle azam and then do you remember mashal which had yes. uh, anil, anil kapoor in it and there's this a e, e, bhai koi hai he's standing on the streets of yeah. bombay that was another brilliant brilliant scene uska uska to bahut sara memes bhi hai na yeah there are so many memes around there yeah So Dilip Kumar was also awarded the highest, as you call it, the accolade or recognition in the field of cinema in India, the Dada Saheb Phalke Award. In 1994 and 95 was when his last movie happened. Although he was awarded that in 94, when uh, during during his prime, he was part of some movies. I thought where we were ahead of uh, our times uh, is what I felt like. You know, remember there is a song called where he is dancing. Ude jab jab zulfe teri. In that was 19. Ude jab jab zulfe teri. उसका 
both of them are pulling their legs in naughty mischievous style which back in 1957 was pretty pretty cool ure jab jab zulfe teri kawariyon ka dil machle and then this guy says itne chikne chehre to kaise na nazar pisle wala oh itne chikne chehre it dude that's all awesome actually exactly i want to listen to it after after this particular oh you should and maybe we'll put it at right at the end of of this episode as well and while while speaking about music uh, we did get one of our listeners to guess uh, your whistle tune from the previous episode let's give him a shout out it's it's anup ibrahim and he's currently in qatar he sent us that request saying hey that was which was that uh, papa, papa kehte hain papa kehte hain yes yes of course so well done anup well done good job good job people good job as as we said passed away on 7th july he had been suffering from prostate cancer by the way if we didn't mention that government of maharashtra uddhav thakre the chief minister came out and his burial was done with state honors all sorts of people including the prime minister of india dropped a you know a condolence tweet um and even the even the prime minister of pakistan and again when he came from pakistan he was one of 12 children and his uh, father was uh, Uh, you know was a fruit merchant in pakistan and then they came to india i think it was pune and then his father set up his fruit business in the crawford market then he went to nasik and that that's how uh, his india journey was and back then when he was a little kid there was a market of uh, storytellers called khwani bazar in peshawar that that's where he says that he learned to tell a good story what an illustrious career he's had crazy as you said ultimate method actor as well as you mentioned by satyajit ray in fact one journalist at the time said that uh, men were so crazy about dilip kumar and his wo melancholic i mean nahi melancholy bolta na jari mein padha tha the sad vaisal yeah. acting that they wanted <laughs> to have matlab <laughs> uh, they wanted to get sad vaisal acting that is exactly how they describe it in oxford dictionary as well melancholy <laughs> sad vaisal acting I think there is another one that I read. S C H M A L T Z. I think let me just see that Schmaltz. Bolke. I mean, Shahrukh Khan is a excessively sentimental, especially in music or films. Schmaltz. I think that's the oh that that's. <laughs> Melancholy was twelve standard. Schmaltz is more okay. Thirty year old. Like like the you can't just make that. But but the point is that one of the film critics said that young men at the time wished diseases upon themselves. so that they could feel as uh, uh, down as dilip kumar he had that kind of an impression on the the masses so he was that so we we know about angry young man because i think we grew up to amitabh bachchan in school uh, movies like coolie and then what ajuba by then uh, he, this guy was you know already past his prime but then we watched diwar and shole but i don't think our generation watched dilip kumar to that extent black and white and unfortunately whatever the reason is we, we didn't watch so much absolutely but he will be remembered so for people who want to check out ganga jamuna you said devdas the older version not the sharukh khan melodrama version and then mughal azam by the way it's also available in color please yeah. take a look at that salim <laughs> that was his dad that was This... his dad i know but ha huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are like there are like a few few movies which are known which are known right for like chote chote deshon mein badi badi baatein hoti nahi nahi badi badi deshon mein chote chote baatein hoti you mogalism is all about sleep you say that one more time and dilip kumar might just move in his grave so please be careful because like mai aur bhi kaam kiya yaar exactly no absolutely 
please check that out and yes, yes. the legend goes down now talking about people separated from their work and moving on narendra modi dropped 12 mem- members of his cabinet has added in fresher blood dropping the average age of his cabinet as well now the average age is 58 did you know that that is usually the average age among politicians isn't it unless you are in new zealand or something where you have the youngest head of state you, you are the oldest when you are 58 probably right the people who have been given the act so called include the federal minister of health and law and also it railway ministry has been changed as well so ravi shankar prasad oh remember ravi shankar prasad we spoke about last time yes yes he was demand they demanded twitter and facebook and whatsapp to fall in line with the it laws and blah 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 so he's he's yep. been shown the door or did he resign one of these he was asked to resign um and he has been replaced by ashwini vaishnav yes seven female lawmakers who have been appointed as ministers this time around and uh, among the you you mentioned many high profile ministers were asked to leave four of them in, including the health minister quit because of uh, modi's mishandling of the crisis as the press as well as general opinion is in india the opposition folks said that hey listen this is so easy you make the health minister the scapegoat let somebody else take the fall and uh, you appoint somebody else but he was under pressure so these changes were made what i find fascinating is how one minister who handles a portfolio let's say of health tomorrow could go and do railways or even defense or finance twice maybe in 5 years thrice for all you know depending on how well things are going and if i want to change my career oh, oh don't do that you will have a very uh, bad uh, <laughs> impact on your on your c to c blah 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 absolutely but so i i i read this article by uh, neerja chaudhary written in indian express and she was talking about how this shuffle is all about protecting brand modi apparently and then uh, as you were saying that distant government from covid and so the, the the minister take the fall takes the fall and not modi but but it was a well balanced article it also said that modi is also trying to rely a lot more on younger people and professionals and administrators exact so ashwini uh, ashwini vaishnav who has been given the portfolio of railways and it is an ias of 1994 batch it karakpur warden grad etc so he is increasing the reliance on experts more than old school professional politicians etc at the same time just like what you said they can move on to different portfolios i think that is how isn't that how it's supposed to work is that the ministers are are supposed to do management right rather than they are supposed to be subject matter experts there was one uh, series british series called very popular one yes minister so there is a dialogue exchange between uh, one bureaucrat who is the secretary to the politician and there is a cabinet shuffle just about to happen so he's talking to a colleague and asking him his opinion ki bhai what do you think should the politicians be allowed to continue in the same portfolio or what and um, he said yes yes they should be because they'll do the job well but then this guy says no but they will have more grip on the job and the trouble is when we tell them that something is difficult or impossible they'll just dig out an old paper and where it says it was easy and they'll make our lives difficult so it's bet it's good that these politicians keep rolling it's good for us bureaucrats so because yeah these are the bureaucrats who are ias uh, officers and collectors who advise uh, the politicians who are supposed to take decisions based on that advice anyway I meaning if you can't read a balance sheet you can still be a finance minister but it's okay which is pretty, pretty cool uh, as long as you have really good advisors and you have got good instincts and generally you are hard in the right place 
it's like arranged but marriages work right arranged marriages work arranged marriages work so it is do i mean statistics statistics statistically it works okay so the the other reason that um, the this shuffle has happened is one of the uh, opinions that has been presented is because there are important elections coming up like that in 2022 23 there are elections and then of course the general election in 24 so it's all a prep to get people ready to handle those elections that's the thing with this bjp government they are always campaigning they are always wanting to uh, do well it's like even after getting elected it was more like a campaign marathon all the time that's that's just the way this government works stay in power basically Right? yeah as they say there are uh, like in in many startups they say that you know as long as you are growing it doesn't matter whether you are profitable or not so it's just like that right as long as you are in power it doesn't matter whether you do good or not so doing good and being in power apparently are two separate things yeah isn't it seriously it's sad but uh, a true fact as long as uh, you can sway wow. the voters yeah absolutely so let's see whether this these having more professionals younger people does that help or not time will tell us or talk about changing things bezos has decided that july 5th was his last day as the amazon ceo so after 27 years as the company's ceo he has now decided to move on and focus on other ventures like space travel etc etc and he'll still be the chairman of the board but has handed over day to day things to Andy Jassy, who is currently heading Amazon Web Services. What a crazy journey for Amazon! We were in eleventh at the time when we had heard back in '99. Ah, there is an internet company which sells books. It went on to, you know, rent out servers uh, since 2006. Today, uh, some eleven thousand worth of goods are sold on Amazon every second. Some 3.5 billion packages were delivered last year, and that AWS that you mentioned that is in itself a uh, conglomerate meaning a, a huge huge company in fact we are doing this on zoom more than 100 million people talk on zoom every day and almost same number of people watch netflix at night all of that is uh, on aws massive i've been reading a book called amazon unbound and like a biography of amazon and jeff bezos as to how the company and important events it's amazing how much this person has been able to achieve and what the company has been able to do the ability to execute and grow a an already large company is is massive it's so difficult right the book talks about the the most successful thing that uh, that bezos has been able to do is create a process for repeatable success which is known as amazon's leadership principles there are 16 of them he introduced on his last day that was one of his things that he did was he added two more leadership principles as such to the existing ones and the two new ones are strive to be earth's best employer and the second one that he added new is success and scale bring broad responsibilities that second last point that you said uh, for amazon to become the world's best employer there is still a lot of work to do because there are lot of red lot lot there is a youtube video of him talking about how he gets 8 hours of sleep and why sleep is important to make good decisions one of the comments at the bottom said he sleeps so his amazon employees don't have to so inspiring because there have been cases where you know workers have been mistreated in fact during the amazon during the pandemic uh, an amazon worker totaled up 
some thousand odd coronavirus cases among American warehouse workers in the first wave itself. And then there was another Wall Street Journal put this out saying apparently Amazon employees, they would use their privy to some data, right? All across whatever purchases are happening. So they use this data of third party sellers to steal ideas for their own private label businesses. So there are many, many little things that... No company, in my view, right? No company, no leader is going to be able to escape a few of these missteps. In a company, when you're operating a company, you are going to make mistakes, man. Especially when the company is growing at that speed, it's going to happen. Talking about speed, Amazon's market cap, can you believe it? It doubled to $734 billion between 2016 and 18 in two years. And since then, it has close to doubled again. If for the financy uh, folks, uh, its shares trade at 118 times earnings compared with 25 to 35 times for Apple and Microsoft, which are there in that trillion dollar club. Basically, analysts say you buy and hold, you don't sell, even for a company the size of Amazon. That was one of their things, right? They didn't believe in profits as much as reinvesting the profits back into business to see if they can do something more. So they they didn't you know they didn't believe in dividends or they still don't. Yeah, keep reinvesting, right? And the, so yeah. and there is another book also which is he used to write a share letter to shareholder every year, right? And that is also a collection of those letters is now available in a book format. It's very crystal clear for the first three four years that he said that hey, we are not going to be making profits, and if you are that sort of an investor, please get out right now. Now he has his sights up. In space, isn't it? Blue Origin, his private rocket company, not directly. Amazon has nothing to do with it. Amazon and Washington Post, they are completely separate, including the Blue Origin that's completely separate. It's his own company. He's planning to uh, uh, go to space and Richard Branson is going to beat him by 19 days or something like that. He's going to soon go into space. But yes, um, last day. Mr. Jassy will take over and he was the one, right, who took the idea. Uh, to, that's another thing that uh, there were two young engineers who came up with the idea of uh, renting servers to other organizations and then make money off it. Andy Jassy was the head of AWS. He took this idea to Bezos and he signed up, signed off. So one reason why, you know, that corporate culture that people keep talking about. So although Bezos didn't invent AWS, they credit him for fostering a culture where folks can come up with ideas like these and then it can be funded and then you get to run them. That AWS, uh, what, $9.2 billion in operating profits last year. And uh, it contributed some uh, $35 billion to sales. Uh, if, you, if you split the two firms, Amazon Retail and, and that is Amazon e-commerce and AWS, then the margins will go in negative for Amazon e-commerce. So it is that big. So it all comes down to how you listen to your employees, that cliche. Sometimes you there might be a gold mine waiting for you. And he's the richest man on earth, isn't he? As in, doesn't doesn't really matter one billion here and there, but it all adds up. Yes. Anyways, let's move on to the last segment that we have, which is the sports segment. Ab sports ke baare mein baat hogi hamari podcast indicast par. Bataiye kya lai ho ap? Kya lai ho ap? Oh well, Prime Minister, let's talk about the Olympics because it's gonna happen without any spectators. Prime Minister uh, Yoshihide Suga Sugasan. He announced emergency measures for Tokyo that will last until August 22nd. Basically, that is covering the entire length of the Summer Olympics and just before the Paralympics begin. As such, all that basically means that there are going to be no spectators allowed for events in Tokyo. 
they said that okay the organizing committee uh, consulted with other neighboring provinces or prefectures they call them here um which include kanagawa saitama chiba where other events were also going to happen they also decide to participate that there will be no fans there otherwise people from tokyo will go to those areas and create issues out there how will an olympics without uh, spectators look like man how will an olympics without cheering they, fans they, be or or will they resort to artificially induced or simulated spectator noise when you know the games are on who knows they'll be even sadder no yeah i yeah, like, have uh, there are so many open questions that i have in my mind is that so they are clearly the olympics are being put up right now for television broadcast right because that brings in a, a billion dollars or something like that to japan and of course broadcasting ioc itself will get a, a, a lot more they were supposed to get around around another billion or so in ticket sales which is not going to happen the the olympic ceremony right all the athletes used to walk come in and that was also part of the entire charm that is where the, the sense of olympics now with emergency happening there is no news or no announcement about is that still going to happen are athletes going to be walking in and standing next to each other that itself is like a big risk we won't know but there are other the base the soccer and the baseball stadiums in fukushima miyagi and other uh, and shizuoka prefecture again close to not very far from tokyo uh, they are going to allow spectators up to 50000 of capacity you you are there in tokyo what is the general uh, sense among people do they want to have seat as a as a nuisance yes 60 60 70% of the people say that they don't want olympics to happen much less in with spectators etc right so the the support has gone down significantly no when japan bid to host the olympics they had said that it would cost around 7.3 billion us dollars right then in in 2019 the the bid committee projected now that it was up from 7 to 12 billion dollar 12.6 billion dollars right at that point even there was a controversy where the japan's audit committee audit board national audit board they call it they said that it was going to be around 22 billion finally right 75% of the funding is going to come from the government and then the delay happened which added another 2.8 billion to the expenditure and all of this was being paid by by the public Oh well this is in complete contrast with what's happening in euros and you know i was thinking that it was smart of the euros to have so many different venues rather than one country like it used to typically happen but mm. had nothing to do with corona in fact it was the european format the uefa format of having it multi country hosting it that decision was taken in 2012 and uh, it was done to mark 60th anniversary of the tournament it was at that time done because several countries in europe they were not doing well financially so they decided to have several venues 12 venues just decentralize the entire entire event yep and it's been a smash hit across all these countries and even on television and folks who are streaming it on the internet it is the third most watched event not just in sports overall after for world cup football and the olympics and i think people were looking forward to it uh, more so than ever before uh because of uh, lockdowns and all of that anyway football fans are noisiest i guess among the among all sports but the kind of reactions that england had or some other countries did especially england i think they are a little crazier than others because this is the first time it's 
quote unquote what coming home is what all yeah. the pundits are saying yeah. or even they are chanting the that song on the streets and crazy stuff sunday yeah. we record this on on a friday on a saturday so it's happening tomorrow by the time this podcast is out i think and you listen to it you might just have a winner italy versus england you are the footballer among the two of us who do you fancy winning this one i hope england gets it this time right but we know the jinx england has not been able to do well this is the first time that they have come so close now right and they defeated germany and all these things so there are big hopes harry kane would be like you know he his already uh, ridiculous paycheck is going to double if he takes <laughs> at the start of the tournament there was there were news about they should drop harry kane he's not in form and then gareth southgate was busy talking to people hey don't you know let me handle my job and then he goes on to score those a few goals and now yeah but england hasn't won anything since the 1966 world cup meaning these big this big tournament which which was strange uh, uh, to read i am not such a big football follower as as you are but i i know these names called lampard beckham scoles giggs and uh, what gerard years, these are all 20 years ago yeah you know i'm saying they didn't win at the time and they were they were they big names win. weren't they absolutely and this one this, this one doesn't have a big so no individual superstars as such except maybe harry kane but because he was the leading goal scorer at epl but none of the celebrity level of a beckham or but they happen to do well as as a team yeah Fra- the french team oh my god the number of star players <laughs> that they had. they lost to a brilliant teamwork by switzerland it was a ridiculous game going up and down so switzerland equalized on the almost the last kick or the last minute of the game and then they you know won it in penalties exactly two two they were down 3-1 after being up 1-0 they went down uh, 3-1 and then they came back in the last 5 minutes and they won it when you look at the date of birth of these players the guy who scored the first goal against uh, england denmark uh, was 21 Uh, Bukayo Saka for England he was 19 he passed the ball into the penalty where Denmark's captain accidentally did that own goal if he hadn't then Sterling would have got to it but they are 19 20 among the youngest sides all as well but really young guys man at that age doing what they do you know just like the careers are prolonging the entry into the sport is also you know becoming it's going the other way as well <laughs> another big highlight for me was the quality of broadcasting I think it's unlike in the IPL or the matches that India plays you know the commentators never go and try or dare to even criticize an Indian player you know what happens to them right they're asked <laughs> to leave whereas here you should so refreshing I mean, sky itv bbc and even sony commentators don't uh, report to anybody but the fan it's fun listening to them talk about why paul pogba should not play or i could play better than like like jeffrey boycott in cricket of the old in england there are two broadcasters one itv and the bbc they were alternating every england match and but the finals will be covered by both these broadcasters and <laughs> itv will be playing the movie italian heist on the day of the finals in the <laughs> afternoon hoping that the audience will be brainwashed into sticking on to that channel Okay, so the things they do, English Brits do get folks on their side. Yeah, so let's hope the Italy. On the other hand, also there is a this is a resurgent team. You remember they did not play, they did not qualify to play for the World Cup last World Cup. So yes. this is coming in. This is sort of their way back into the major competitions. Another big change. We're talking about you, you mentioned youth being given a chance sooner. Even their hairstyles, man. <laughs> When 
it could very easily backfire against you right you've got a fancy hairstyle you spend more time in the salon than on the training pitch is what people will say if you're not scoring and that's exactly what happened apparently sterling was uh, raheem sterling was on a tremendous pressure they didn't uh, the fans and the pundits didn't want him in the side he got a haircut which will not make him stand out by uh, a, a guy who is known to do these haircuts among among footballers and that was a plan apparently on the other hand phil foden who is a very young guy who in the in the team and plays for manchester city he live streamed the preparation of his haircut before the haircut on instagram some 50000 people have liked that picture and next day he came out with full white straight hair matlab it's it is it's straight like uh, a spike and then he was seen celebrating harry kane's goal which got them to 2-1 against uh, uh, denmark that barber's name is sheldon edwards first generation Uh, immigrant from uh, from I think from the West Indies, and he learned how to do all of this on YouTube. <laughs> so, <laughs> and this also goes on to the next topic that we have, which is uh, oh, which wait, is wait, before you go, I've got a trivia. Wait, wait, I've got a trivia question for you before we go in to the next one. Uh-huh. Who is the? Well, this is an easy one, but there is a follow-up question. Who is the leading goal scorer of all time, or in uh, international matches? That is, who represent their nations? Well, Ronaldo is right. Yes. Who is number? Yes, you are right. Perfect. All hundred points for that. Who is number two? Who? Um, damn, I know this answer. I'll give you number three if you and and let me see if you can. Number three is Messi. I mean, there's some somebody really unusual. Ibrahimovic. It's our very own Mr. Suril Chetri. Mr. Oh, Chetri. really? Yes. He overtook Messi just in June to become the second highest goal scorer of all time in international matches. Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo is number one at 103 goals. Ali Makhbuth is third on the list now, uh, having scored uh, 73. But then Messi is also scoring in Copa America. So, but yeah, Chetri is uh, among Chetri. the leading three. Yeah, the the opposition is a little bit different, but still you got to give credit where credit is yes. due. There you go. I did not. That is surprising. But Zlatan was a good guess, Ibrahimovic. He's forty, so he's been playing for a while. Although not so much for Sweden these days. Moving on to the next one that we have, the championships are going on. And if you don't know what I mean by championships, you may also know it as Wimbledon. I I didn't know that. It is actually called the championship. So you don't win Wimbledon, you win the championships, which happen at Wimbledon, which is hosted by A I E L T C. all england something tennis club yeah, oldest tennis tournament in the world it's been it's gone up and down federer is out djokovic is still in he is the favorite he is going to be playing bertini again tomorrow so tomorrow there are going to be two major events in london one is the championships and then europe he is going to be equaling the record with if he wins this one he'll have the same number of grand slam wins as nadal and uh, and roger federer And yeah. wouldn't it be great if all three are tied at twenty? But it looks like uh, Djokovic has some more fire yeah, in him. Yeah. He's the only one who's now up for the Golden Slam, which means all four Grand Slams and the Olympic gold medal if he participates and if the Olympics go on. Only Steffi Graf has that in the history of tennis among men and women. There you go. Nadal, as you know, did not play the Wimbledon, the Championships, and he has also. Withdrawn himself from Olympics. The loss to Djokovic in French Open it took it pretty um, hard, and withdrew from the championships. Let's see another trivia. Rajiv Ram, Indian sounding name, but yes. American citizen. Damn, what is that called? Indian origins. 
Rajiv Ram he was plays the singles as well as doubles he went up to semi finals in the doubles events men's doubles unfortunately lost i had not heard about rajiv ram a lot so i read up on him won the ncaa which is the american college athletes division 1 title two years in a row uh, was very 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 promising he's won doubles is now he was as high as 56 uh, ranking in atp rankings if you if you are wondering who the num- number one indian 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 like with an indian passport is then that is somdev devraman yes he is ranked around 120 odd but for all indians who grew up watching tennis it's just there are just two three leander pace mahesh bhupati and sania mirza yeah then of course but it started with amrit raj brothers remember then ramesh krishnan and his father ramanathan krishnan there are three fathers and duos who have played in atp in the open era right and ramanathan and ramesh krishnan are one of them that's awesome. pretty that's pretty cool that time was quite different once uh, alan wilkins uh, asked uh, vijay amrit raj after a grueling match between djokovic and nadal in wimbledon long ago saying how did you rest after a game like this because djokovic goes and does a, takes an ice bath and okay oh, that there is a there is a room where you know oxygen levels are tempered etc So Amrit Raj looked at Wilkins and said, "We had a biryani after uh, a, a hard match. We used to do that. Yes, these days players are under a lot of pressure. He's a he's a good host as well at uh, co-host with Alan Wilkins on Wimbledon. Oh, he's made a lot of money being a Hollywood uh, producer. Yes, and But now more... unlike in cricket, I don't know what what your take is on this. Unlike in cricket, where the quality of bowling or the bowlers has gone down considerably, like you know you had Wazi Makram, Vakar, etc. You don't have those in every uh, Alan Donald. In tennis, it's only improved. Players are covering parts of the court which were never covered before. If you see Djokovic doing a split or Nadal going from where to where, and then of course we spoke before the recording, you've got those entertaining players who are there in it uh, just to entertain the crowd and not to win any, any Grand Slam. So. it's gotten much competitive and better isn't it if if you were to put sampras in his prime and djokovic in his prime and you should never do that and it's controversial i'd still see djokovic winning yes and and i think the the sport has been democratized as well now if you see earlier america was super strong now there is canada there were like two players two canadian players in the semi finals europe is doing great in the women's also europe is dominating in terms of number of top 10 players people are coming from all over the place uh, the game has changed completely europe dominates in in tennis tennis is one of those sports with histories and legacies and stuff you know just like wimbledon you have to there are certain rules right that you have to follow which and one of them is the ball boys and girls that are present A quick trivia there are like 250 boys and girls that are selected from 1000 applicants then who can work at championships there are like sele- there is a selection process from the schools and there are different schools who send their representatives that is boys and girls who apply for to work here average age is like 15 six teams of six selected to be responsible for center for the center court and the number one court and that is like elite ball boys 
their duty is like one hour on the court, one hour off the court. In history, it just if you take a look at the timeline, it was only in 1977 that girls were allowed to be on the court as ball girls along with ball boys. Otherwise, it was all boys. It was in 1980 that first time mixed team of ball boys and girls were allowed to be on the court at the same time. It at this is at the championships okay, at Wimbledon. It was only in 1985. that ball girls were introduced to the center court for the first time it's that recent it's not they've got a lot of work to do you know 54000 tennis balls are used in a wimbledon tournament throughout the tournament and some players are also little you know goran ivanisevic i remember when he was he had lost three wimbledon finals and, and on his fourth attempt or was it the third i don't know how i'm forgetting this against pat rafter he was superstitious and wanted the ball from the same ball boy or girl so that he doesn't drop the point because he was winning at the time Anything so, to win the championship, right? <laughs> anything, anything. Yes, and he was a wild card entry uh, at the time, and the only wild card entrant to have won the Wimbledon. I think fifty-five uh, years ago, when we started Indicast, we spoke about Rufus the Hawk, who is also a celebrity who keeps other birds away on center court or on on all those courts. The local local pigeons, you don't want them to poop on the grass. He's got some ten thousand followers on Twitter as well. That's <laughs> that's awesome. There, there's so many things, sporting events happening in uh, in England now. They, they, they recently their cricketing team was also in the news because for the wrong reasons, where three cricketers and four staff members of the England cricket team they tested positive for corona just two days before their first one day international match against Pakistan. The cricket board had to replace the entire team. Entirely fresh team in two days was put together to take on Pakistan, and Pakistan still lost. That's the thing about Pakistan; they will beat the best team on their best day and lose to the worst team on their best day. Not to suggest that England B team was not good enough, but uh, toward broad, the English uh, fast bowler he joked that you have to spare a thought for the Pakistani team analyst who would have seen all his bowling plans for the original uh, squad. that would have been shredded in an instant because Absolutely. you suddenly saw a new team uh, show up even even ben stokes who's now captain captaining the side at the toss he said yeah we've had uh, 11 changes from the last game <laughs> 11 changes <laughs> including um, myself <laughs> yeah who who i think he was recovering or has recovered but in resting after a back injury and they got him saying that yaar khel there is nobody will you do it this is a very brief phone call apparently he got a call from one of the selectors that he just said will you be up for it he said yeah Imagine that's that. how it is but why don't why now people should use this as a strategy itself right like announce a fake team and then one day before change the entire team i think uh, arjuna ratunga wasn't too happy when india sent their team to sri lanka in the current ongoing series there he said that what is this the big stars are missing and we are cowering down to bbcci they have sent a second rung team and then the whole twitter erupted saying hamara second rung team is kafi yaar bench strength is good enough for you no he said that this is disrespectful to the indian to the sri lankan cricket team so yeah people were like oh, let's this was rotation policy play. to the whole different level where the whole team has been rotated completely sri lankan cricket is also going through a turbulent time they have to play world cup t20 qualifying to matches even afghanistan does not have to do that and sri lanka is having to go through that process right now didn't know that so yeah tough times tough times but peak sports man it's uh, i think uh, uh, pakistan england wimbledon the india sri lanka then the, there's euro is the tour de france also on isn't it the yeah, tour, tour de, de france, france is, is happening as well yeah it's just that, that time of the year right summer all the sporting events are going on it's just that olympics was thrown in as well at olympics and euros 
which are every happen every four years. So yes, we have been talking about sports for a long, long time. Yes. So इसी के साथ समाचार समाप्त हुए. Is a good time to cue that in. And that was episode number two two eight two twenty eight. If you like what you heard, please don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your any favorite. podcasting app that you use please look up indicast or the indicast show and hit the follow button in the app so that our episodes are directly delivered to you whenever we release them which is going to be on weekly basis don't forget to follow us on twitter as well we are at indicast so again look us look up indicast and um, follow us there don't forget to follow me i am at ac mathre abhishek is at abhishek kumar and our website address is theindicast.com that's about it bye 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 bye